How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Rocket Mortgage, they're with you every step of the way. They provide a seamless Mortgage experience. It's the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Send the tweets. Send them hot. At Ken Carmen, C-A-R-M-A-N. And we got a big one coming up in 40 minutes. Howard Balzer is going to join us. Sports Illustrated. We'll talk to him. He's a noted NFL expert. We'll talk to him about whether or not the Patriots are now the team to beat in the AFC. I still don't think they are. I still put them fifth best. I got Colts fans who are upset with me. It's a great time for everybody. And I got to get into the top five. And with that, we welcome on Nick Theodora, who joins us here for the last two hours of the show. Hello, Nick. Hey, Ken. How's it going? Horrible, Nick. Thanks for asking. Well, hopefully no, it going, gets better from here on out. It's going fantastic. Nick, you're in charge of the top five. Hickey's taking the entire weekend off doing God knows what with God knows who. I don't even want to know. Neither do I. You, what, he has put you in charge of the top five. Now, I don't want, I don't want your full top five yet. We'll do that at 120. I, at least Eastern time, by the way. Uh, what is the topic for the top five today? All right, we're going to go with uh, top five Fourth of July songs, or you could just say uh, wow. top five patriotic songs. Top five Fourth of July songs. Do I use – all right, this is well, the there, whole thing. I don't, I don't think there's really, like, top five just Fourth of July songs. But, all right. You know, like American songs, you know, patriotic songs. It doesn't okay. have to be patriotic, you know, just like Well, yeah, I mean, it doesn't American have to be. Songs, songs yeah. that are played on the 4th of July. Yeah. All right, I already know that there's going to be two major controversies in here. One, I wanted – I know I'm not supposed to add it in there. I'm just going to say it right now. Born in the USA is not going to be in it, in it, so don't even start. I know what the song's about. Don't even get after me for it, okay? Because they are immediately going to come after me for it. What's wrong with that song? It's not – it's not what a lot of people feel it is about. Oh, I, I might you be. Get, yeah. Yeah. All right. Did you think that was a big patriotic song there, Nick? Yeah. The, well, yeah not, no. I'm not going to say that was going to be one of mine, okay. but it did, you know, come across my mind. 
But. Well, I mean, you see it in Canadian bacon, and they're singing it in Canadian bacon, so you feel that it is, but it's not, and so I'm not going to put that one in there. There's one that people are going to put in there as a slam dunk, and I'm not going to give the per- person satisfaction, okay? I'll bring that one up coming up at 1.20 p.m. Eastern, okay? I think that's a great, great top five you have there, Nick. I think you hit it out of the ballpark already, buddy. I really think you did. Fantastic work by you. Thanks. There was a lot of pressure. You, uh, you know. You're already better than Hickey in that <laughs> sense. All <laughs> right. Hi- Hickey did a bit of a half-ass job. Pierno's pretty good with it. Uh, you, you're, you're better than Hickey. You're, you're better than Hickey. Eight five five two one two four CBS. All right. So top five songs, patriotic songs coming up at one twenty p.m. Eastern. You know, I, it, just watching some of this stuff. We'll get to the top five coming up in about an hour and 20 minutes. I was looking at some of the news earlier this week, and I'll get back to the Redskins, and I'll get back to them changing their name. And I think it's a big deal, and I do think that a lot of people look at it in a different sense because, hey, I'm a baseball fan in the city of Cleveland, and I've I've accepted a long time ago that they're going to change their name someday while I'm alive, and I'm going to have to accept that because I'd still rather have – I made a big argument, and again, I'll bring this up again later. I made a big argument about how – I didn't feel that people should care as much about the logo as what they said they did. They're still Cleveland Indians fans, even without Chief Wahoo. And I'm just looking at it from a personal standpoint here, from the experience that I've lived because the Cleveland Indians are my favorite baseball team. I think a lot of people look at it in a different sense. Where I said, hey, you know, a logo's not that big. I'd, I'd rather there still be Cle- Cleveland Indians baseball. I'd rather there still be baseball. Okay, we'll take it one step further. Will I be upset if the Indians change their name? No, I'd be upset on what type of name they might change it to. I think that that's maybe more the prevailing thought. It's not just about tradition. It's not just about the pomp and circumstance of that. It's also more about the fear of change. We don't like change. Humans by nature are ritualistic, routine type of people, a type of beings. We're not nomadic the way that most people are or the way that, that some species are. We're not as nomadic as we think we are. We like to settle. We like to nest. We like to settle down with somebody. At least we think we like to settle down with somebody. Yes, there are outliers, obviously, but most human interaction is like that. We like our things at certain times. We have our certain interests that we like at certain times. That's what we do. And so when you upset that rhythm of our life, it bothers us because then it makes us uncomfortable because then we don't feel as safe. There is something in the psyche to that. It's the same reason we like professional sports for the same reason that we got together as tribes in, 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 in years past. It's why we got together as people, as societies in years past. And we like sports for the same thing. It's your team. It's my favorite team. We have something in common with each other. We can like each other. And now we have more people that are on our favorite team. And we have more people that like our favorite teams. And we can get into this together. We like doing these things together. And so when you change the name, immediately it, it, it upsets us. There is a certain group of people that I'm talking to, I wish I wasn't, but there is, who are just racist and they're not going to be able to ever change their name. Or you're not ever going to be able to change their mind on a name. They automatically believe they're better than other races. Those are the people I'm talking to. Because there's plenty of people who are Redskins fans and Indians fans and Florida State Seminoles and Chicago Blackhawks and and Atlanta Braves fans that go, listen, I like baseball. I like football. I'm a fan of these teams. I love these teams. My favorite players played on these teams. I'm not a racist. I don't want to be a racist. I just don't want to change the name. And I will say the same thing that I've said to myself. I'd rather just have sports in my city. I'd rather have that... Favorite team in the city. Honestly, what is in a name? Am I really going to walk away from my favorite team? 
If the Redskins change their name to the Warriors tomorrow, and the Redskins become a Super Bowl champion at some point, are you really going to say you're not going to celebrate it? Are you really not going to celebrate it? It's one thing to say that you wouldn't celebrate it now on July 4th, 2020, but what if the Redskins went out as, as the Warriors or the Generals or the Senators or the Football Nationals or something like that, and they went out and they won a Super Bowl in 2023? Maybe Dwayne Haskins takes off and they really win one. And, and, and Ron Rivera's justified and everything works out well. You're not going to go because they're called the, the Washington Americans or the Washington Warriors or Bullets or whatever. People want to bring that back over in D.C. I saw a story about that. You're not going to be a fan because they're called the Washington Red Tails. I'm not going to be a fan of the Cleveland Indians if they win a World Series for the first time since 1948 because they'd be called the Guardians or the Spiders. Like, I, I'm uncomfortable with the name Spiders. It's just creepy to me. I don't like spiders, and I think it's weird, and I can't think of a cuddly mascot that, that resembles a spider. But I'm not going to hate the Cleveland baseball team if they change their name. And I'll probably, if they were to change their name to the Cleveland Guardians because of the Guardians of Traffic over the bridge, uh, am I really going to not buy Indians merchandise, or excuse me, Guardians merchandise? Am I not going to take my five-year-old son, who will be six at that time, to a Guardians game, his first ever Cleveland baseball game? That's all going to happen. So what am I really fighting for? Over a name that in 20 years I'm going to stand there on my porch and say, I haven't been a fan since I changed the name. It's been 20 years. You're really going to listen to me then when I say that type of thing? It gets to the point of I really want to stand on that hill and, and have that argument. I just don't think I do. I just don't really think it's worth it. And so when we get into these big fights, this is about our rights and our free speech and all these things, these are things that I'm just shouting into the wind. But none of it's really true to me. None of it's true. These are sports teams, professional sports teams for that matter. You get into college sports, we can talk about that a little bit. But these are professional sports teams. They come, they go. Some are around for a longer time than others. Some are around for a shorter time than others. I'd rather have baseball in Cleveland than baseball, no baseball at all. I'd rather have baseball by another name in Cleveland than no baseball at all. And I'm sure it's the same way in Washington. The Redskins can move. I don't think they ever would. Seems to be a pretty strong market that they're in. A lot of ties to the fan base, and I'm sure that those Washington fans would probably still line up and be fans. And then maybe they'd go be Ravens fans. I don't know. Maybe you'd, you'd get a couple of people crossing over. But why would they go cross over? They're still going to probably be burgundy and gold. They're still going to have the same players. They'll still have the same history. They'd have a change in name. I just don't see it to be the big issue the way a lot of other people do. And I didn't know it was a big issue when I was first born 34 years ago. I didn't know it was a big issue when I went to my first baseball game when I was five years old over at Cleveland Municipal Stadium to watch the Indians take on the Texas Rangers. I didn't know it was a big deal then. I do know now because we're more, we are more connected than we've ever been. Social media has brought us together for good and for bad. I didn't know some goofball across the country felt certain ways about my favorite city and felt certain ways about my favorite teams the way I do now. And it turns out that there's plenty of people who aren't goofballs who are actually really affected by that. So now, even though I look at some guys and I go, ah, that's sports, that's just some goofball, let's mute that guy or get in a big internet fight with that guy. Well, no, there's an entire group of people who might be upset with that or might be upset because a group is profiting off of something they feel is insensitive. Okay, well, let's discuss that. 
I don't know if a professional sports team are, are really in the business of standing in there and making people upset. Usually, from what a business stands on, they don't want to make people upset. They don't like bad Yelp reviews. They don't like bad Google reviews. They spend lots of money to change those reviews. They spend lots of money trying to get your business. I think the last thing they want to do is really upset an entire group of people. So especially when it comes to pro sports, if they're still there and they're still playing, they know ultimately. And Dan Snyder knows this ultimately. And he's a big, big Washington fan. But he does know this in the back of his mind. If he changed that name tonight and came out with a new scheme, same colors, new new uniform, new helmet, the whole thing, but kept the same colors and they had the same history, he know that there would be some people who are upset. But he also know there would be plenty more who would line up and buy the new merchandise you can make even more money because that's what this is supposed to be about, This what this is supposed to be about. You'll line up, you'll make more money, you'll get more revenue out of it, and the people who say they're upset, they'll eventually come around. And the people that are really upset and say they're never coming around, it's going to be a very, very, very small percentage. Because now you'll probably bring in more fans because there's no awkwardness anymore. I don't have to answer and find different reasons and do the mental gymnastics of why my favorite football team, because I'm a football fan, has a name that a lot of people get offended by and a lot of people get upset with. I don't have to do that anymore as a fan. If they're the Washington Warriors or the Washington Red Tails, I can buy merchandise and I can be excited and I can watch Dwayne Haskins and I can root for Ron Rivera in peace and comfort and not have to deal with any of that, knowing that they're still known by a different name in the past. And we can discuss that, but we can also know that nothing takes away the Super Bowls with Joe Gibbs. Nothing takes away what Doug Williams did. Nothing takes away the Hogs and Russ Grimm and any of that. None of that goes away. Same reason the guy here on social media, Ben Cox, big-time Indians fan, said himself, Jim Tomey still all hit all those home runs in the stadium. None of that changed. If they change the name, that history stays. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. Get to your guys' thoughts about that. I wanted to do it later, but I'll do it right now. Also, Howard Balser, Sports Illustrated. He joins us at 1240 p.m. Eastern, 940 Pacific. And up next, yeah, one of their own players in Michigan is admitting why Ohio State-Michigan is no longer the best rivalry in college football. It's Ken Carbon on CBS Sports Radio. Howard Balser, Sports Illustrated, 1240 p.m. Eastern, 940 a.m. Pacific. Also, Top five coming up at 1.20 p.m. Eastern. My top five most patriotic songs. i got to figure that one out. Nick asked a great question. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. I want to get to the rivalry about Ohio State and Michigan coming up in just a moment here. i got to get to the phones. I knew what if I opened this up, people would get on. And, of course, they did. Joe in Oregon. All right, Joe, what should the Redskins change their name to if they're going to change their name? Go right on ahead. Well, if the Redskins change their name, I I do like that Red Tails name. I'm not a not a Redskins fan, but uh, you know the Dolphins fan that called in from Virginia. I like his optimism, and if that happens, then I would be a happy camper. But my suggestion for the Cleveland Indians, if they change their name, is sort of a historic NHL type thing. When the Colorado Rockies relocated to New Jersey and became the Devils, Major League Baseball went into Colorado and became the Rockies. I think if Cleveland were to change their name, I like the Barons. I think that would be cool. I mean, they didn't last too long in Cleveland. They folded into the North Stars, who then moved to Dallas. But, 
you know, just to add that aspect to it. I, I feel I'm the only one from Cleveland in Cleveland who doesn't like spiders. I can deal with guardians. I, I can deal with a lot of the things. Spikers, spiders are just, it's a little creepy, that's all. I would that, deal with barons. Yeah, I, I like barons. I, I agree. The spiders just doesn't sound fitting for sports in general because, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people are uncomfortable around spiders. Like, so. I'm just usual with – I'm like, I'm like okay, the Richmond spiders, okay, I'm fine with that. But when it comes like the Indians changing their name back to the spiders like they used to be, it's just kind of like, eh, you know, let's – Let's think of something different. Spiders is a little bit of a weird name. Yeah. That's all. So, all right, Joe, well, well, thank you very well, – go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, and I mean, I've already gone through my five stages of, of grief here in Oregon because it's no longer going to be the Civil War series between Oregon and Oregon State. So, nothing I can What are they going to call it? Change that. They don't what are know. they going to – People apparently – they like the Platypus Bowl. The people like that, and I think that's too – The Platypus no. Bowl. That's, that's, that's too much. What does uh, a platypus have to do? I, Hold on, Joe. What does a platypus have to do with this? Tell me. Uh, a beaver, a beaver and a duck mixed together creates oh a platypus. God. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, people want want it to be called the platypus bowl for football, and it's like, okay, what about the other sports? Oh, I didn't think of that. So I, I threw that. out the microbrew hollabaloo because Corvallis has some good microbreweries. <laughs> Eugene's got some good microbreweries. Put them all to the test. <laughs> I don't know, but I got to tell you, platypus seems kind of fun now. I didn't even think about the duck and the beaver together, and then the duck and the beaver together. I'm like, okay, that makes a ton of sense. If you want to call it the platypus bowl, go right on ahead and call it the platypus bowl, Joe. I'm sorry, and I thank you for the call. Thank you for the call, Joe. I disagree. I kind of like that name. I didn't realize they were changing the name up there in Oregon, but if they are, Platypus Bowl sounds fine by me. I hope the Beavers are able to get a couple here over the next couple of years because it seems like Oregon's reloading, but I really, really like the Platypus Bowl. Paul, Jacksonville, Florida. You're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go. Hey, how you doing? Wonderful, Paul. Thanks for happy, asking. You happy go right Fourth on of July. Same to you. Hey, uh, I have a funny feeling I got a – what Snyder's going to do. Uh, I'm old enough to remember back in the day when, uh, when Sonny Jerkison was the quarterback of the Redskins, they didn't have the current logo. They had a spear on the side of their helmet. Yeah. So if he goes with warriors and brings back that old spear on the helmet, they wouldn't even have to change the song. It'd be hail to the warriors, you know, hail to the chiefs. And you could, he could keep the same, the whole, you know, the same motif, so to speak, just by changing the names to warriors, spear on the helmet, and just keep rolling right along. Same colors, the whole nine yards. Yeah, a lot of people were bringing up almost the same type of thing there, Paul, and thank you very much for the call. A lot of people were bringing up the same thing. I mean, Dan Patrick brought I thought it was Dan Patrick. It might have been him who brought up calling them the Americans and keeping the same type of color who's, you know, upset with that. That might be perfectly fine. You know, you might want to go away from where you're at right now. I'm not sure. You know, the red tails thing is nice. It's, it, it is interesting where you're taking a team that is steeped in tradition, and some of that is ugly tradition. Let's not – not messing with that. But there is a team that's steeped in tradition, and you're looking in both cases. Like, there have been teams that have changed their names before, and then some of them have been not great teams in professional sports history. And so they've changed their names, and there's been a little bit of hullabaloo, and people are upset about it, but most likely we've gone on. This is a big issue with the Redskins, and it'll be a big issue as the Indians say that they're going to look into their name and maybe changing their name. 
being close to that situation, I always thought that Paul Dolan would probably sell the Indians, and then he'd let the new owner of the Cleveland Indians probably change the name. I know that Paul Dolan doesn't want everybody hating him, and I thought that he might be a little bit worried about something like that because there will be some backlash no matter what. But again, I still feel it's the same way in both situations. If you have professional football, if you have professional baseball at, at its highest level, in Major League Baseball and in the NFL, I think people will automatically get behind you. I think there will be some people who are upset. I believe there will be people who say they're upset but eventually get back on the bandwagon. And I think that the people who are saying that they're out forever, I think that number is very minuscule. Because we're more connected than we've ever been because of social media, it will feel that that number is bigger because we see more of those people. But I don't think that number will be very big at all in both of those cases. And I feel it's the same way for the Braves if they were to change their name. I feel it's the same way for the for the Blackhawks, if they were to change their name, even the Chiefs who just won the Super Bowl, I'd feel the same way. You'd be interesting to see what they do because I think a lot of them could look at what Florida State situation is where they brought them to the table and had an agreement with the Seminole Nation. I wonder if there's something that could be done there. But when you broaden the name and one's looked at like a slur, when you broaden the name, then you're going to have to bring some people in on that. And so you're still probably changing the name regardless. You know, Florida State's behind one nation. If there was more broad of a name, I think there might be more of an argument. But, you know, we've had these conversations before with the former fighting Sioux and everything like that. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. I had to get this in because we got Howard Baltzer joining us at 1240. Quitty Pay told me the reason why it's no longer the best rivalry. And you already knew it. You already knew it. But I'm looking at the internet earlier this week, and I saw from USA Today, Wolverines Wire on USA Today, where there was an interview done where Quiddy Pay did an interview uh, with John Jansen on his on his In the Trenches podcast. John Jansen, a former great Michigan great, like all the other ones. And what Quiddy Pay brought up is, is a very interesting thing, and it's why, to me, why it's no longer the greatest rivalry, and why Alabama and Auburn are probably the greatest rivalry now in college football. Because at least Auburn, Auburn knows who they are. Auburn knows that they're still second best. They're just not going to tell you that they're second best. They're not going to tell you that they can't compete with Nick Saban and they can't compete with Auburn. They're going to hold whoever that coach's feet is, they're going to hold them to the fire. Whether that be Gene Chizik, whether that be any one of the coaches that they could possibly have, they're still going to hold that coach's feet to the fire because it doesn't matter. They will not admit out loud because they still win a few of those games. They will not admit out loud that they are second fiddle in the state of Alabama. And me being an outsider, I know they are. Bear Bryant told me they were before I was even born. Nick Saban hammers that down every single year, with the exception of a couple because Auburn's able to get them sometimes. But they have pride, and that's what gives Auburn a chance every single year, and it's why it's taken over. There are different rivalries that are special. Navy and, Navy, Navy and Army, Army-Navy, that one's different. I put that in a very special category. UCLA, USC, big to the people out west. The platypus bull or whatever they're going to call it now, probably big to those folks up there in the Pacific Northwest. But I've always thought that the game, Ohio State-Michigan, was number one. And over the last five, six years now, it's changed. Where Quiddy Pay, who's a Michigan great player in his own right, brings this up and he says that's something we've talked about. There's some team leaders on defense just enforcing that hate a lot more saying that they need to tell each other that they hate Ohio State more. Every time I turn on that game, I feel at times we hate them, but I feel like we have to enforce. We have to install it like the freshmen coming in. We have to install it. Quote, we hate those guys. There can't be no, oh, my boy goes to that school, so I'm in no 
paid off that. So just enforcing that to go to their brain, watching game tape every single day on them, making sure that we know all the plays, making sure that we watch past games, just making sure we're prepared. After every Saturday when we're done with our game, I'm turning on a TV to watch Ohio State to make sure they're doing, see what they're doing every single Saturday, end quote. That is what has been missing. If you're going to be at Clemson, if you're going to be at Ohio State, if you're going to be at Oklahoma, if you're going to be at Alabama, that's something that Auburn gets that Michigan doesn't. Those schools, they're all Elite 11. They're all IMG Academy guys. They're all the elite of the elite. They had all, they've had Tom Luganville hanging outside their homes and all the other people talking about their recruiting and have made them stars since they were 15 years old. And they've all hung out and they all know each other because they all go to the same elite camps. But when they go to those places, and I throw Auburn in there, who's not in that category, and I want to throw Michigan in there, who's also not in that category. Because when they go to those schools, it's ingrained in them. Yes, it can be a little bit Manchurian candidate, as this article highlights. But it's their truth. When you're at Oklahoma, you hate everybody. When you're at Alabama, you hate Auburn, you hate LSU, you hate everybody else. But you especially hate those places. You're at Ohio State, and Urban Meyer, who's as big time, big money, big flash as anybody else out there, and has truly made the country his recruiting ground while he was at both Florida and Ohio State, he dedicated every single day to beating Michigan. Auburn dedicates a part of every single day to beating Alabama, knowing that they're not going to get him most of the time, but they still do it. Michigan, I've had nothing but excuses. I've had nothing but waiting on something else. Jim Harbaugh has made nothing but excuses for himself, and I still ask any Michigan fan out there worth his salt or any college football fan out there, what does Jim Harbaugh get paid $7 million a year for? It ain't beating Minnesota. It's not beating Penn State. He got $7 million a year because he was supposed to beat Urban Meyer, and he didn't beat Urban Meyer, and so he still gets $7 million a year plus to be able to beat Ryan Day, except he got his ass handed to him again by Ryan Day in Ohio State. What Quiddy Pay says is uncomfortable, and it's true. There has to be a switch that's flipped from high school to college where they switch it at Alabama. They already know you're the creme de la creme. They already know that you expect to be a first-round draft pick when you step onto the field at Alabama with the exception of a given few. With the exception of the Vinny Sunseries of the world, you expect to be a high draft pick. That's why you went to Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Oklahoma, and so on. But what Auburn gets that Michigan doesn't is that there's a hate that's supposed to be separate. And you're supposed to hate guys like me saying that you're second fiddle in your rivalry and, in fact, your state. Quitty pay knowing that guys accept that and trying to change that is the first step. But it's why I've lied to myself for a long time. I love college football. I love the rivalry. And I'm not even an Ohio State fan, and you know where I broadcast from if you listen to this show at all. I love that rivalry, but it is no longer the best until guys like Quiddy Pay can change the minds of the freshmen coming in and most notably the head coach that he plays for. They're going to be number two. 
855-212-4CBS. Up next, Howard Bolser. We'll talk NFL with him. He's courtesy of Sports Illustrated. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. That's CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line. Brought to you by the fine folks at Geico. Check them out online, geico.com. They can save you a ton of money. You're going to love them. We are efforting Howard Bolzer here in just a moment. We'll try to get him on. Nick's got to do like two things at once because I kind of want to ask him a question to, to settle something for me. I'm trying. Top five is coming up at 1.20 p.m. Eastern. He asked me my top five patriotic songs. And I'm wondering, is it is this like by does it have to be by a recording artist or are they just like songs, like patriotic songs? Because if it's patriotic songs, then that changes everything. Uh, doesn't have but, to be by a recording artist. It could oh, be so anything. okay, so like the National Emblem March or Anchors Away, like Anchors Away by the U.S. by the U.S. Navy is that is that that counts? Sure. Reveille, uh, that that counts. Uh, what was that? Ooh, boy, this is tough. That's tough all of a sudden. Because well, anchors away. Would you away. rather I keep it just recording artists? Um, no, I mean it's fine, it's fine. But man, anchors away is such a good. Like it's one of my top five favorite fight songs anyway in college football. Like Navy plays anchors away. I am in. Count me in. But Rocky Top's my favorite fight song, and so many Tennessee fans get in and say, it's not really the fight song. Yeah, I don't care. It's still a great song, and it's what you guys play during the most of the game anyway. I know that. Buckeye Battle Cry is technically the fight song at Ohio State. They play the hell out of that, too, and I like that tune. 855-2124-CBS. We'll see if we can get Howard here uh, momentarily. we got calls. Let me get to Brian in Michigan. Brian, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. Hey, happy fourth. Same to you, Brian. Um, Thanks. I wanted to comment on the logo change. Okay. So, so um, like, you've seen the movie Big with Tom Hanks, right? Okay. So, like, you know, in the the guy in his workplace, he he says a he says a building. What's fun about that? You know, you have to look at this as a marketing ploy. Okay. So, you have to do something by a marketing standpoint what appeals to people. So, I think a spider or something. Weird like that is a great change, especially for a team and a franchise that's been so abysmal for so long. No, well, you wait have a minute, to wait a minute, wait a minute. shake it up. Wait a minute. Now, you want something complete? Because I said, are you getting your rods and cones mixed up here? Because I know that I mentioned, hey, I'm from Cleveland. They're talking about the, the Indians logo getting changed, the Indians name getting changed now. Like, I don't like the name Spiders. I'll be honest with you. It just weirds me out. So are you getting that I'm, confused, or do you want the Redskins to change your name to the Spiders? Is that what you're saying? I'm just saying any team that's been so awful for so long needs to have a serious revamp and just do something with a logo that can be marketable, that can be exciting no. and, and cool, you know? No, like, okay, like say, say well, they were already. Say, say this. Say they were already the Washington – it's going to be bad because I know that they're technically a jobber franchise, but the Washington Generals, say they, their name was the Washington Generals, and they had right. the same history, which is basically like the, the actual Washington Generals. Um, say they had that same history there. I don't think that just changing the name is going to fix anything that's been bad. Like, you still have the same owner, and you still had Bruce Allen there, and you've still had all the other things that have been bad about that organization and why they've lost <laughs> for a long time. Just changing yeah. the name, it's just you're putting a different shade of lipstick on the pig there, Brian. I, I get it, but listen, I'm from Detroit, where okay. losing is losing is like a norm, and a, it's almost like you accept it around here, and people are so sick of it, and they wouldn't care. the The narrative around here on talk radio in Detroit 
is, yeah, switch this whole thing around. Just give it a whole reboot. Like, people are begging for that in Detroit. Really? Firsthand. From, yeah, firsthand as a Lions longtime fan, and it's really, really hard to be one. But they want that. And I oh think if you gosh. give people something fresh, yeah, you're not going to switch your successors and turn it into a winning franchise, but you can at least, from a business standpoint, bring something fresh in that will sell and maybe make yourself a little more money. Who knows? Well, it ultimately, and Brian, that that's you hit the nail right on the head there. And thank you for the call. You're eventually you're you're going to make more money, and so that's always going to be a nice thing for any owner. And that, and both owners in Cleveland and in Washington both know if you change the name, you're going to buy the merchandise. If they change the logo and the whole look of things, you're still going to buy the merchandise. They're still going to make money again. And the only time they're taking it seriously right now, when it comes to the Washington Redskins, is because they're being threatened by corporate sponsors, which I'll bring up again a little bit later on. Now, I didn't necessarily want to get into this right off because we're supposed to have Howard Baltzer on. Hopefully, we're still able to get Howard on. But it, it, when it comes to Detroit, if, you're, if your name is not offensive to an entire group of people, don't change the name. There's no reason to change the name. If you're still going to have the same owner, if you're still going to have the same coach and the same general manager when it comes to all your sports, you're still going to be bad. The Pistons, if they change their name, are still going to be bad. The Lions, if they change their name, are still going to be a bad. You still have Matt Patricia. You're not going anywhere. So just changing your name isn't going to help anything. So don't just go changing everything. If that's that's what they're talking about up at the ticket up there in Detroit, folks, I implore you. You got some decent names up there. Pistons are a good name. You went back to the original what looks good, not that terrible horse. The Red Wings are one of the historic franchises in professional hockey. They'll get off their ass at some point. They will. And you have the Tigers and you have the Lions, two great long-standing franchises. Yes, I know that they've been on their ass. for The Tigers were a competitive organization there for like seven years. Don't even give me that. And the Lions have been on their ass for a while. I, I, I get that one too. But still, good names, good logos, good color schemes on all of them. All are a little bit, I think, all of them are a little bit different, so you get a nice mix. You can buy different things. you got a good scene up there in Detroit. Don't be trying to change that up. And if you change it, your teams are still going to be bad. Just got to get the right people in place. Do we have Wayne in Louisiana? Wayne, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. Uh, I had an idea about uh, instead of just trying to, Maybe like just work on the brand like in in England. It's always talked about putting the team over there. What if you just could like take the Redskin and this same change name to something like the British Redcoats? You want to change? Wait a minute, Wayne. Hello, Wayne. Stay with me. <laughs> you want to change the name of the Washington Redskins to the Redcoats? in a city that was planned by George Washington, and you make this call on the 4th of July, Wayne? <laughs> I can see a big game every year between the New England Patriots being played over there. And uh, I think it will come off well, pretty good. Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't, brand. I don't give a damn. Stay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Stay with me, stay with me. I don't give a damn about what's good over there <laughs> in, in, in Great Britain. Or in the UK or whatever they're going by this week, all right? I don't give a damn what looks good over there for the handful of games that they get. I'm worried about what looks good and what's normal right here in the good old US of A. All right, Wayne? Okay, well, how about truckers? 
you got truckers working hard all across the country. They're doing their job, you know, delivering freight and everything like that. That's all right. I see an uh, industry like that don't have a don't that's have not a bad. Uh, nothing nice. You got the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, you that's see not truckers bad. Every day. I'll take. But what do I think of trucking when I think of Washington? Or are you just are you just saying you want the truckers to be recognized? Well, it could be like that. Yeah, American truckers or something. There's over three million truckers in America. I'm perfectly fine with recognizing the American trucker. I'm perfectly yeah. fine with that. But is it but is it synonymous with with Washington D.C. I don't know if it is. I mean, well, but Washington D.C. is a. I mean, it well, is I a, guess it probably would work better off like a team in in Texas or something. Yeah, uh, that might be true. That might be true. Yeah, but at least you're thinking outside the box with something like that. Thank you very much for the call. <laughs> Wayne went from. I want to point out to everybody. Wayne went out from. Wayne went from talking about red coats and something that's good for England on the Fourth of July to one of the most American pursuits of work that you could find, which is trucking. Which, by the way, in the greater Cleveland area, there is a team that is a high school football team, or a high well, sports altogether. They're sports. They're called the Truckers, and they're a fantastic town over there. Tom and Cleveland. Tom, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go. Hey Ken. Uh, so for Washington, I think it'd be pretty sweet if they went to pigskins. They could keep the same colors. They got the hogs. Kind of goes along with that. Uh, for it's Cleveland, a, okay. I don't really care what they change it to. But as long as it is not rockers or rock and rollers or rock stars or anything stupid like that. I agree. And Tom, thank you very much for that. And thank you for the call. I agree with you. Okay, on two fronts. One, with the pigskins, it might seem a little bit too general. It seems a little bit, maybe a little bit hokey on that front. What you're saying about Cleveland and rock, now I'm from there, so it's different. So there's a little bit more of an intimate knowledge. I feel like we almost do too much with the rock stuff. Like everything, we had the Cleveland Rockers, which was the WNBA team at one point, and they moved. I think it's almost a little bit overkill with it. I, it's a great history of rock. It's a great music scene in Cleveland. I got nothing against it. Nothing against it whatsoever. It's just, it's, a li- it's, a, it's been a little much here over the last five years. Everything we've had in the city, in, in what we, it's all wrapped up in the rock stuff. And it's, hey, that's fine. There's other things that we do well, too. I mean, I know you might not believe that, but there's other things that we do well, not just rock. So if you get Guardians in there, I can live with Guardians. If you do Spiders, I don't know if I'm going to be thrilled, but it's not like I'm going to root against the baseball team all of a sudden. That's not going to happen. I'm not going to turn around and be a Yankee fan or a Tigers fan after something like that. Like that That's the thing I think a lot of people are missing, is that when they're up on their soapbox and they're saying, this is wrong and we need tradition and it's up to you and you're the one who's worked up, not me. I'm thinking, okay, but think about this. If they are your favorite team, they're going to stop. You're going to just completely turn your back on them if they change their name. Like, I, I, like that's something I need to hear from because I, I've brought up many times over, hey, they changed the name, they changed the name, I'm still happy to have baseball in Cleveland. If they change the name, they change the name, I'm still happy to have football in the greater D.C. area. You're just going to become a fan of another team, especially maybe even a team you hate. That's something I don't understand. Or you're going to give up on the sport altogether because for me, what sports have done for me in my life has been incredible. What sports have done for me and my family has been incredible. And the memories that we share together because of sports, especially in a sport like football. Baseball is an everyday thing. It's American, the pastime, the apple pie, all the other stuff that we talk about every single time this year. But when you look at football, football is a gathering. 
Football is where you look at major holidays with you, your friends, your family, and those people on that screen, you sit there together and you watch that game because maybe you're not with each other every day like baseball or basketball every other day. Football, it's once a week. So you see those people not as much as maybe you'd like to or maybe you see them a little bit still more, but you can at least agree or love one thing, and that's your football team. And so if the Redskins were to change their name to the Red Tails or something like that, you're not going to be a fan anymore? You and your family aren't going to be fans anymore? You're not going to have those good memories of you sitting there with, with Uncle Mike and, and Uncle Rick and you're down in the Bud Heavies and you're enjoying a Thanksgiving and you're watching your favorite football team? You're not going to like those memories anymore? I, I, I know that we've taken it politi- we've politicized it and I know there's some people who are professionally outraged. But I look at common sense, and I think in the middle, there's somewhere you can meet in the middle with yourself and with your friends to know that you're really going to leave your favorite team. I don't think you will. I don't think you will. I'm not going to leave the Cleveland baseball team if they change the name or when they change the name. I'm not, I don't think that you're going to leave the Washington football team when they change their name. So that's why I've asked, what's the point of being up there on that hill? What I just don't think it's as important as we make it out to be. 855-2124-CBS. Brady, stay there. Ben, stay there. We'll try to get to you guys. 1.20 p.m. Eastern, we have the top five. And also coming up, yes, Baker Mayfield should absolutely take this as a message. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this. Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over over home internet users during times of congestion.